Welcome to the show, everyone. And um, I'm joined with a very special guest. Actually, it's one of my close property friends and colleagues. We've met through a commercial to residential conversion. Her name is Blondine Pay. Is that correct? I've That's pronounced it. very correct. Yes, my and, name is Blondine Pay. And so in case you're wondering, there's a French accent, you're going to get a, a great dose of a beautiful voice great human being, a great business lady, very successful. She's going to share her wisdom. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for coming today. Well, thank you very much for having me. I'm really thrilled. I'm very grateful as well. Well, you know, you're going to share a lot of your wisdom. So I'm going to ask a really difficult question to get going, because it's a question that as property investors, we get asked, but you've done it. Can you invest with no money down? Yes, that's the answer. Um, there are different strategies in property. One has to have the knowledge, so educating yourself is very important. And this is what I've done um, actually during COVID, during lockdown. Mm-hmm. And um, I've been investing in property for over 25 years, um, but the very traditional way. And when I came across those courses, um, I understood that there are many different strategies to create um, a finance platform where you can actually have no money down deals. So it means that either you use somebody else's money, funds, or you structure in such a way that you don't actually have to even have your own money or anybody else's money invested. So let's talk about your your UK property investing, because I know you've got a large portfolio in France. Correct. So how how did it happen because it's a it's it's a very it's a great life lesson i think you're going to share share with the audience so the very very first property and invested uh, it was back in 1997 uh i was 23 then i'm 50 now i'm quite happy yeah, to we're, we're the same so. age yeah and i think i started investing at 23 as well so that's quite interesting yeah. yes um and back in the days as we say um that year, my parents got evicted uh, in France, um, and I was so tra- traumatized that I thought nothing like this would ever happen to me. I felt that um, having a roof over the head was very pa- important and paramount. And it just so happened that that year, I came across an advert saying, why do you rent when you can buy? And it turned out to be a, a family-run business who would buy property of auction, do them up, and then sell them back. Um, again, you have to put it into context. Back in, in that time, there was um, the bank were lending 100%. Mm. So I didn't have to have any deposit at all. Mm-hmm. So I was really, really lucky to get on the bandwagon and get my very first one-bedroom flat yeah. uh, in South London. Yeah, yeah. Then I understood later on how to remortgage real equity and then reinvest. Yeah. So this is the very traditional way. And I have been doing this for the last other 25 years. Then COVID came. So I came across the, this courses and I educated myself. And then with a JV joint venture partner, we teamed up and we approached St. George's Hospital uh, in South London. And we asked if we if they needed any accommodation for their nurses. Again, put into context, you know, um, they, they were very overwhelmed with the crisis and that was the last thing on their mind. But they said, yes, actually, we need help. The nurses were coming from, um, typically from India, Kenya and the Philippines. 
And what we did is contacting the uh, um, the landlords, uh, which at the time, if you remember, the first lockdown, as soon as people could go back to their countries or back to their family in the countryside, they were traumatized, you know, um, by the first lockdown. It was quite heavy going and they didn't want to, to stay in a... In, bedrooms you know in co-living space so landlords were crying to have some sort of rental income because london was really deserted Mm -hmm. so when we approached them saying look you know we have um nurses coming at st george's hospital can we work together they were absolutely delighted so we were the connectors between the nurses about to arrive and the uh the landlords that's how we started the rent to rent Model. And the rent to rent model, I met your business partner, Jason. You're both incredibly nice and, and very generous human beings. Thank you. So how did you communicate with the hospital? And were, were the NHS difficult to deal with? No, actually, they were very, um, um, very easy to deal with because mm-hmm. uh, we were there to help. We, we were in contact with uh, a couple of uh, uh, people in in the in the hospital and they were very uh, very easy to deal with they knew that we were here to help that was the uh, initial uh, contact um, the only thing is we we went back in and out of lockdown and we had to wait for uh, the lockdown to be lifted but eventually the, the travel restrictions to be lifted yes and once eventually the uh, the nurses arrived in march 2021 bearing in mind that we had spoken to the hospital first approached the hospital in november and did you have properties at that time they could stay in had you found properties so we were just sourcing at the time we didn't wow. actually block any space yeah so we were just it was just a, a waiting game but we were putting the ducks in the row, yeah. uh, as we say. So let me just get this right. You actually found a problem that needed solving. Am I right? Absolutely. You came up with a solution. You got the demand. Correct. But the last bit was actually getting the supply, which was the properties. That's a, that, so that's, again, contrary to what you want to do is in human nature, isn't it? Because most people want to have their money ready. They want to go and buy a property. Or they, they don't think about it in that way. But that, for me... That's a real mind sh- mindset shift, thinking about going out to look for a problem, coming up with a solution, but not actually having the accommodation yet. That's, that's very true. But again, you know, it, it was such a weird time at the time. Everything was up in the air. Everybody was supposed to die and the end of the world. And, and I remember even at one stage we thought, well, is it worth it to, to start even? Yeah. Um, but we just did it because... Yeah. Uh, we had the drive. We could see that we could help in, in such a way. Not only the NHS nurses, but also the landlords in London. That's a different set. That's also a, a, a very uh, powerful thing that you've just mentioned. You're going in to help. And as property investors, as business owners, as business people, we can help solve social problems. Any business should be a problem-solving business. Yeah. That's right. And I think one of the perceptions that people often I found from being in a the kind of NHS culture was that if you are an entrepreneur, you're looking to take or use other people. But actually, it's the opposite. It's the actual opposite. If but you I, actually I, fully, I fully understand that um, mm. because I used to think exactly th- this way as well. You know, I've, I thought, you know, business people, they just want money and, and that's it. But if you understand what needs to be done... If you have a passion, if you're driving, uh, driven enough, 
the money will come anyway. Yeah. But that's something that I also learned throughout that whole um, uh, exercise. Yes, and we may have to do another kind of complete season with your the the, le- the business lessons you learned pre UK because you've shared that with me and that's a very inspirational story as well. So, how did you go out and find these properties? Then how how did you kind of source them and how did you get get going? Because I think that's that's what people feel is like the thing that creates the most work and the most kind of like anxiety. Well, we had a bit of blockage from some of the landlord not understanding who we were because typically it would be a letting agent or they would go directly with tenants. So offering our service, but being basically a letting agent without a shop because we are doing exactly the same, you know, we're having a, a, a management agreement with the, uh, with the landlords and then with the tenants, we've, we've got an ASD. So it's exactly the same mechanism as, as a letting agent. Yeah. So for those, uh, just explain what an a- AST is, because some of my audience will not, yes, they, they're do- they'll be healthcare professionals, they're not tr- into property as such, although many of them will be accidental landlords. What's, so AST a- stands for um, a short short hold tenancy. Right. It's okay. an agreement with the de- with the um, uh, tenants, mm-hmm. so you can establish for six months or a year. Mm-hmm. But this is the agreement from when they go into they enter and move in into a property. How m- many knocks on doors, or how many emails, or how many phone calls did it feel, or how many months did it take? How what was your kind of before you got your first kind of property that a landlord was saying, hey, yeah, great. So at first, I have to uh, to confess that at first it was quite slow, but also because we didn't exactly know when the nurses would be able to arrive in co- in the country. Yeah. We didn't push too much because then if we had secure property, but then they wouldn't arrive for the next few months, then we didn't want to annoy the landlords. So we were kind of touching the waters, just, just trying to see if it would work, who would want to uh, to be on board with us. We put the seeds in, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then as soon as the hospital said, "Yeah, that's fine," they're mm-hmm. arriving in March 2021. That's it. We just reach out to the landlords again. Yeah. Now I've I've had the privilege of seeing one of the properties that you uh, furnish, and you, you know you do a fantastic job. It's a, it's like a little mini hotel that you and Jason set up, and I know that you dress both dress properties really well. Thank you. You're also in a an area that I invest the southeast London, as you know. It's an area that we often find is very property investors and people are very cynical about. They say, oh, you know, the South. But you, you've done what seems to be two impossible things to most people listening here. You've done well over a million in cash flow, haven't you, in your business now? So we're reaching ne- nearly three years of operating. Yeah. We started in March 2021. We are nearly three years in yeah. and went 2.7 million. Yeah, so that's an incredible, from going from no money down to 2.7 million so this one yes absolutely this one was actually no money down because by the time um the nurses were arriving in the uk we had time to go into the uh, uh, nhs procurement system yes issue then the invoices so we knew they were coming we issued the invoices we had the funds and we were just ready to um, as deposit as soon as they reached the um, the soil yes. remember also when once they got to the uk they had to be in 10 days isolation period right. so that was also a time where it was confirmed they were here and now we had to go and really secure the property yes so 
I understand people saying, oh, no money down doesn't exist. I will challenge them because it's exactly how we started. That's right. But again, it's the way how it, the deal was structured. And it's interesting, isn't it? Because many things start with creating the demand with no money down. That's what people don't seem to realise. You find a problem that needs solving. Always. And all of a sudden, the money the money comes. It's, it's, it's kind of a strange thing that people may not, they can't believe it unless they've met, they've met you. And I think your testimony is very powerful. You've not Thank only you. done that. Well, there's three, there's kind of three, three lessons I'm, I'm getting from you. First of all, you had a life before the UK as a successful property investor. You had worked in business, I know. But then you've got this new phase with three challenges, a new country, COVID, and also, with similar ages, people often think that you should be established or this, you know, you're new, you, you should be have been in business and now you're in like, you know, you're kind of living in Hawaii or on a beach. But we we've, we both have started like businesses at this stage in our life. Yes. Just, and, and, but you've done incredibly well. I mean, well, I, thank I, you. I, I would say me less so. But <laughs> I, I would say that as, as, a, as, a, as, a, as, a, as a lesson, there's... You've, you, and also you've achieved it maybe in one of the most difficult areas in the UK, which is the southeast and central London. I mean, Tower Bridge is, yeah. I've had a tour of your, your part of your portfolio in Tower Bridge. I mean, it's just crazy, isn't it? Yes, so, so now, now we're covering, we've got uh, 29 properties that we're dealing, um, managing for landlords. Mm-hmm. 30th uh, will be coming in the next two weeks. Yeah. The thing is, so a couple of things. The first one is... Um, I never thought I would be an entrepreneur. I never thought I would have a business. In fact, it took me quite a while to say the word, I have a business. Mm-hmm. Um, I was very, um, you know, as an employee, I was very obedient. I was doing my job. I love my job. I mm-hmm. always I really enjoyed whatever I did. Mm-hmm. Because when I first arrived in the UK, I was au pair. I started with nothing. I couldn't even speak English. Mm-hmm. I've been here 30 years. Mm-hmm. Absolutely enjoying the, the journey. But COVID lockdown and this change of direction has completely, completely changed the course of my life. And if anything, so yes, we are 50. Yes, now uh, I've got my business, which I'm really grateful is um, quite successful. Um, but I'm just starting life. I feel like it's like, well, hey, yeah. um, absolutely loving it. Yeah. That's amazing. So we're going to basically wrap that um, this episode up with just, Blondine, if you had to say, is investing in property no money down possible? Absolutely. Absolutely. Is starting a business at any time possible? Absolutely, yes. And if there is a problem that we can find that needs solving, do you feel that there are people out there who are willing to help and and, and support you? Everything, everything, any problem, there's a solution. Any solution, there's monetization. And um, if not alone, work with somebody very competent and work together. So thank you so much, Blondine. I hope you found this episode inspirational. If you want to um, leave comments and reviews, you can on the YouTube channel. We're going to continue the series with Blondine. She's an amazingly inspirational person. And I think you'll really look forward to some of the things that are coming up. So take care and see you on the next episode. Bye-bye. Thank you for watching this video. And please like, 
share, comment and push the notifications bell to receive the next and latest video from the Mark Sheldon Lloyd Show.